Welcome to the Mom Life Trailblazer podcast, where I empower busy, stressed, and loving moms like you with research and wisdom-based strategies for intentionally creating a mom life that feels good and is aligned with who you are. I am your host, Lacey Newton, creator of the offerings from Mama Simpatico, and here is today's episode. We hear so much about mom guilt. It feels like one of the most used words in mom discussions. There are articles about it and books, and yet guilt is only one side of the coin. There is a very closely related emotion that is talked about far less, not often recognized as related to guilt, and is far more uncomfortable and toxic for our bodies, minds, and relationships. And I will share about this lurking emotion in just a few minutes. In the previous episode, I introduced the idea that we can trailblaze our own mom life experience. The idea of trailblazing a mom life that works for me and supporting you with the same thing connects so deeply with my inner wisdom and how I want to empower moms. And in fact, this concept is so powerful for me that I am officially renaming this podcast to the Mom Life Trailblazer podcast. This is the episode where I made the official switch in the title, and today I want to talk more about what to do with the mom guilt that can come up when you begin charting your own path, especially when you feel like you are not doing a good enough job in your own eyes or in the eyes of others. In this episode, I'll be talking about mom guilt and some ways that we can navigate it so that it's not so consuming. Okay, so the other day I picked my girls up from summer camp with the purposeful intention of spending a few hours of quality time with them. I had set this time aside and I made an intention. I stayed present and connected during the pickup. On the ride home, we talked about an art project to do in the garage. And despite the unrelenting complaints I heard about the heat, I stayed upbeat until I couldn't anymore. Because of the heat, we had made a plan to have something cold to eat when we got home. I suggested lemonade slushies, and one daughter wanted one, and one did not. She was very, very loud about it. Hoping to keep things going in a positive direction, I figured out something different for her, frozen mango. So at home, I got her the frozen mango and started to blend up a lemonade slushie for my other daughter. Well, my slushy-loving daughter wanted frozen peaches in the bottom of the cup. Okay, I made that happen. Then my mango-eating daughter decided that she did want a slushy after all. Luckily, I thought that might happen, so I had made enough and went to pour her a cup. But then I heard she wanted frozen strawberries in her cup. Okay, I did this for my other daughter with the peaches, so I guess I can manage this request too. So as I put the whole strawberries in the cup, she told me that she wanted a strawberry slushy, not just strawberries at the bottom of the slushy cup. Okay, so I noticed some resistance starting to build up in me at this point. There was a tightening heat in the upper part of my chest. I could feel the serious expression on my face. I could hear the light annoyance in my questions and responses and tension in my jaw and I know I felt this way then because I can feel this way again right now, just reliving this moment. So despite my growing frustration, I poured the strawberries in the blender along with the rest of the remaining slushy and blended it all up again. 
She looked at the blender and clarified her request was an all strawberry slushy with no lemonade. Okay, so my frustration rose even more, and I could tell that if I made the special strawberry-only slushy, I wouldn't be doing it with the attitude of connection anymore. I would have gone away from my purpose. I paused and took a breath and remembered the teaching that I am about to share with you today. I told her that she could have that kind of slushy next time. This is what we had for today. I grabbed the orange slushy cup, and as I was pouring, she told me she wanted the purple cup. That was the final straw for me. I kept fairly cool. I mean, I could have handled it better, and I definitely could have handled it worse, but I was officially frustrated and let the girls know that the request for everything to be a certain way was too much for me. They were going to get what they were going to get, and it would be cool and delicious. The tension was a little thick after that, but my frustration started to ease as they began to go with the flow a little more. As I started to feel more grounded, that's when I heard it, that inner dialogue. What's the big deal with doing it her way? Your purpose was connection. You had the time to make the special slushy. Why didn't you? Why didn't you just get the purple cup? Now this is what they will remember rather than having a good time with you. It was the inner dialogue of mom guilt. There is an underlying belief behind mom guilt and it fuels the emotion. It is the belief that we aren't doing the right thing for our kids. We aren't meeting their needs somehow or we aren't doing all the things that moms are supposed to be doing. We aren't being good enough moms. Guilt comes from a disconnect between what we perceive the right thing is to do as a mom and what we need and or want. For me, there is an endless list of when guilt can come up, when my daughters touch me and jump on me and I don't want that kind of touch, when I am asked to play imagination-based games because it's not my thing, when I work, when I need a nap, when I tell my kids that the food on the table is what I'm offering for dinner and that they can get their own if they want something else, when I'm too emotionally charged in a situation and take time to calm myself. When I remember I still haven't made the annual family photo album. When I needed formula to feed my daughter, my guilt was incredible, off the charts. When I let the kids watch extra TV or play more on the iPad. Not planning the perfect trips, holidays, or get-togethers. And it goes on and on for me. And I'm guessing it does for you too. And here are a few generalized categories of triggers for this belief that we aren't good enough moms and thus experience mom guilt. And these triggers are everywhere. To start, it's social comparisons. Hello, Instagram scrolling. It's like a breeding ground for comparison. Or hearing how other moms are talking about their kids and their parenting experiences. There's all the parenting suggestions that we hear from our friends, our families, our partners, and the media. There's the time we spend working and away from our kids. There's how your kids show up in the world their behaviors, their words, their weight, their interests, their self-expression can all trigger mom guilt. And not being able to do all the things your kids want to do, and so many more. So at the beginning of this episode, I talked about there being a flip side to the emotion of mom guilt that is something far more uncomfortable and toxic for our bodies, minds, and relationships. That flip side is resentment. Guilt and resentment are two sides of the same coin. In his book, When the Body Says No, The Cost of Hidden Stress, 
Dr. Gabor Mate wrote this. A therapist once told me, if you face the choice between feeling guilt and resentment, choose the guilt every time. It is wisdom I have passed on to many others since. If a refusal saddles you with guilt while consent leaves resentment in its wake, opt for the guilt. Resentment is soul suicide. He even makes a very scientific case for the physiological necessity for us to say no. There are sound scientific findings that people who don't say no suffer more chronic illnesses. And Dr. Gabor Mate also makes the point that for many people, guilt is a signal that they have chosen to do something for themselves. And I love this perspective. Knowing that guilt comes along when I'm doing something for myself, and if I don't do this thing for myself, I am more likely to feel resentment, has changed my relationship to mom guilt. It has empowered me with emotions that I previously felt powerless with. With resentment, our focus is pointed outside of ourselves. It turns others into villains and ourselves into victims. We absolve ourselves of our choices and responsibilities. We give away our power. There are few things worse than feeling powerless like this. And when we begin to step into the power and agency that we have in our lives, we begin to turn our gaze inward. Shifting from other-focused to focused on ourselves will likely bring up guilt. Guilt naturally arises as your needs and wants butt up against those of your families, your works, or your culture's ideas about who you should be based on which social roles you fill. I once worked in a nonprofit with therapists, and the supervising therapist brought up a point about what love is. She said it's regarding the needs of both people equally. Of course, there is a trickiness here when it comes to love between parents and young children because of the power imbalance. Kids are not here to meet our needs. They didn't choose us, and we can't expect them to understand our needs as an adult can. But we can remind ourselves that we as the adult can view everyone's needs as equally important, including our own. So we must always be negotiating how to meet the needs of our children and ourselves as equally as possible. So resting in knowing that our needs, when they go unchecked, turn into resentment, and resentment is neither good for you, your connection with your child, or the child sensing your resentment, it's better to say no at these times. There are a couple of ways that mindfulness can actually help with mom guilt. When you notice a guilt-triggering thought, you can take a mindful moment. So just a reminder, a mindful moment is the space that exists between a trigger and our response to the trigger. So when you notice the triggering thought, you can pause before believing that thought and then either let the thought flutter on by or question it and then skillfully respond rather than react in a habitual way to relieve yourself from the guilt. Often our reactions to relieve ourselves from guilt are choices that lead to resentment. So one way to recognize a guilt-inducing thought is that it often starts with should. So for example, when my daughters touch me and jump on me when I don't want that kind of touch, my thought is, I don't like this, but I should let them climb all over me because someday they'll be grown and they won't do this and I will miss it. If I drop everything after the should, I can respond to what is true for me in our interaction. I don't like this. I can share my honesty with my daughter. I don't like this kind of play. I'm in the mood for soft and gentle cuddles. Mindfulness can also help us by giving us techniques for grounding. 
When we are consumed with mom guilt, our emotional experience has taken us away from the present moment. When we recognize that we are lost in our minds and overwhelmed with emotions, we are not in the present. We can get back to the present, though, through grounding practices. One of my favorite ways to ground into the present moment when I am with my kids is to observe the situation out loud, almost like a sportscaster. You have so much energy and you are climbing all over me. I don't have the same energy. The climbing doesn't feel good for me, but I'm enjoying your giggles and smile, and I like the way you feel in my arms when we cuddle. Here are some additional thoughts on this point that I should let them climb all over me because someday I will miss it. So I'm actually never going to miss the moments of my life when I disregarded my needs. I'll miss the moments with my girls when their playfulness matched mine and we connected. Also, I'm not connecting with my daughter in a moment when I'm repressing my needs. I'm people-pleasing. Maybe some part of me doesn't want to hurt her feelings, but another part of me, the one who people-pleases, wants her to feel happy with me, even at the expense of my comfort. Also, if I ignore my needs and don't tell my daughter that I don't want that kind of play right now, I'm not being authentic, and I'm not teaching her how to navigate authentic human reactions to our choices. And if I keep letting myself be a jungle gym when I don't want to, I'll build up resentment and not enjoy our time together, and that's not healthy for either of us. And lastly, managing my mom guilt and meeting my needs also helps model setting boundaries, the value of consent, how to say no and mean no, and how to grow mutual connection. So the pearl or practice in real life for this week is to consider, will this decision lead to resentment or guilt? And choose guilt whenever possible. This practice is an example of another very powerful way mindfulness helps us. It can help us change our relationship to a stressor. So this idea of choosing guilt over resentment is an example of how we can change our relationship to mom guilt. When we lean into these mindfulness strategies for managing this mom guilt, we begin to recognize that guilt is there, but the intensity can be reduced because we feel like we chose it. And we chose it because if we didn't, we'd be choosing resentment. We may not be able to squash all instances of mom guilt, but we can at least rest in knowing that it's a healthier emotional experience than resentment. The goal here is to manage the guilt more effectively. We can also lean into and listen to our inner wisdom to help us manage this guilt better too. With meditation and mindfulness, this voice can become more clear and louder. And we more frequently will hear those kind internal reminders like, it's okay to take care of yourself. Your needs matter too. It's okay to let go of the external expectations. Okay, to sum it up, Guilt and resentment are two sides of the same coin. Mom guilt comes from a disconnection between what we perceive the right thing is to do as a mom and what we need and or want. Guilt is a much healthier emotional experience than resentment. When you have the choice, choose mom guilt. Mindfulness can help us manage mom guilt by changing our relationship to it, helping us linger in a mindful moment so that we are sure to respond skillfully to the guilt rather than react in ways that lead to resentment instead. And if we notice ourselves lost in an emotional sea of mom guilt, we can ground ourselves into the present moment. So how has guilt and resentment worked in your life? Do you notice guilt when you choose to do something for yourself? Do you notice resentment 
when you disregard your needs, let me know your thoughts and experience in the village or at Mama Simpatico on Instagram. That is all for this episode. Remember, whatever is going on for you, you are in good company. Thank you for sharing your time and practice with me. May this information benefit you, your loved ones, and moms all over the world.